Welcome back to the Straight Up Sports Talk podcast. It's almost time to go back up to Muncie and we can reconvene together. Sam, glad to have you on the podcast as usual. Um, how, how has your last couple of weeks been? I know we, we've gone to this once a week recording, so only get to, uh, we only get to do this once a week. It was a great week, though, uh, in terms of NFL wildcard and uh, the College Football National Championship, which we will all get to at some point during the podcast today. Yeah, it was it was it was pretty fun in the sports world. We got, as you mentioned, NFL playoffs. We got the college football um, uh, championship. We got college basketball still going on. We got the start of the NBA. I think NHL's coming back. So yeah, so it's it's been pretty fun. Yeah, the NHL returns tonight. Um, good things uh, with that, as always. Glad to see leagues coming back in full. Um, I know the Pacers are supposed to start allowing fans here in the near future, which will be good. Um, it's all just kind of trending upward, um, I, I feel like, in the sports world. I feel like we're getting closer and closer to, quote-unquote, feeling normal again, um, where we don't have so many cancellations uh, and things like that. And we've seen it with the, with the NFL. We, we haven't really had too many uh, problems COVID-related last couple of weeks. Um, and same with the NBA. They've had their number of cancellations, but again, nothing too seriously. College basketball has been going on uh, swimmingly as well. So it's been exciting. Uh, first thing we're going to get to though today, Sam, um, is the college football national championship, Alabama, Ohio State. And it was Alabama uh, that got the best of Ohio State. Nick Saban pretty much secured his spot as the greatest college football of all time. He has won the most national championships of any college football coach ever um and it was just a, a good game for for the crimson tide significantly uh and unquestionably the best team in college football this season just the way they they beat the breaks off of ohio state um in in that game i thought um, alabama was just very very good yeah, I, th I thought we saw who was clearly the better team. Alabama, without a doubt, showed that they were the best team in the country. Whether or not they were the, the, the best SEC team is another story for another day. But I think Alabama clearly showed with Mac Jones, with Najee Harris, with Devontae Smith being out in an entire half why they are the best team in the country. They they were just 10 times better than Ohio State that, that day, and it clearly showed. Yeah. Uh, they definitely were. Now, um, yeah, Nick Saban obviously getting his his uh, honors with that, and there was a lot of conversation around that. But I think where the conversation needs to be following this game is Mac Jones, the quarterback out of Alabama. He wasn't really talked about all season long, quite frankly, because everybody else around him was just that good. Um, that they, they were so good. Um, for Mac Jones, he, you know, he had reliable receivers, obviously a Heisman Trophy winning receiver in Devontae Smith. Um, and then you, obviously you mentioned Najee Harris already. But I think Mac Jones in that, in that national championship game, he had to have raised his drop, draft stock significantly before the game. Um, he was kind of looked at as kind of a mid to late first rounder, uh, early second rounder even. Um, but I think Mac Jones in that game raised his draft stock significantly uh, for the upcoming draft, uh, the senior out of Alabama. I, I do too. I think he raised his stock. I wouldn't say significantly because I think the tape showed what Mac Jones was and 
this game just elevated it more and showed what he had more to offer. But I think people knew that he was probably going to be a mid to late first rounder. And I think that's what he is, even after throwing for 400 yards, five TDs. I think, I think just the way it is with Justin Fields and Trevor Lawrence, I think they're already one and two. And then you have a discussion between Zach Wilson and Mac Jones then. But I think, I think Justin Fields and uh, Trevor Lawrence stay are where they're at. I think it's a more of a question between the, the rest of the quarterbacks with Mac Jones and um, Zach Wilson where they fall. Yeah, I think, you know, it is, you know, he does sit behind Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields. Now, I still think Trevor Lawrence is the number one pick in the draft. Mm-hmm. I don't think um, Justin Fields' performance over the last two games has raised him above Trevor Lawrence in that number one conversation. Now, it depends on what the Jaguars decide to do at number one. Are they staying there and taking that pick? Are they moving back? Whatever. Is there going to be teams that try to move up? Um, but I still think Trevor Lawrence is the number one overall pick. Um, and I think Justin Fields is, is the second best quarterback in the draft. Um but, yeah, that's where I, I think it stands, especially I think in, in order for Justin Fields to have raised himself to number one pick, and this is kind of a moot point because, um, you know, the game's already happened and over with. But if he would have went in and, you know, just destroyed Alabama, picked them apart, and they would have won the game, I think he you could have that conversation of, okay, Justin Fields is the number one pick over Trevor Lawrence. But that didn't happen. And uh, I still like Trevor Lawrence to go number one. I like Justin Fields as that second quarterback. I don't know if we'll go number two just because of the teams that sit there in that draft order necessarily don't need a quarterback at this point. But um, that's where I stand on the, on the uh, college football quarterback kind of spectrum, I guess you could say. Yeah, I, I agree. I think Justin Fields would have had to do a heck of a lot against this Alabama team. And even then, I don't think it would have been enough. I think Trevor Lawrence has been the number one pick probably for a year and a half now. It's just – He's just that good. I think a lot of people like what they see. They like the arm talent out of him. I don't know if Justin Fields necessarily is up to um, uh, Trevor Lawrence's uh, standard, even with beating him. I, I think it just comes down to potential. And I think Trevor Lawrence gives you the potential if you're the Jaguars to win more than if you had Justin Fields. Yeah, I, I agree with you there um, as well. We'll get into a lot of draft conversation in the next coming weeks, especially once the NFL fades out after the Super Bowl, and we'll, we'll fill that void there in between the Super Bowl and the draft of, you know, who's, who's going to go in draft orders and whatnot. We'd love talking about that in the offseason, Sam. But we're going to get to the NFL. is obviously the most, um, you know, talked about uh, sport coming out of the weekend, I, in my opinion. Wild card weekend, a super wild card weekend. Um, you, you had three games in two days, three games on Saturday and three games on Sunday due to them expanding the playoffs, adding that seventh team in there. It was, uh, it was fun to watch whether you watch the Nickelodeon stream or, uh, you just chilled with Jim Nance and Tony Romo. Um, what was your biggest surprise that came out of the weekend, Sam? We'll start there. Your biggest surprise, whether it was an upset or, or a favorite winning, uh, for you, uh, this weekend I'll say the Seahawks coming out flat against the Rams I think it just 
it just surprised me. I thought Russell Wilson would have a little bit more fight in him than he showed. This team just did not want to win against a John Wolford team or when Jared Goff came in with his broken um, finger. The deal is they just didn't look interested in winning that game and credit to the Rams for coming through. Cam Akers for showing what he does. Cooper Cup for stepping up and whatnot. But this Seahawks team just did not want to win that game and it, it clearly showed. Yeah, it was kind of disappointing and you know, some are saying Russ can't cook now. Um, I don't know. That's just what they've been saying. Um, yeah, that was a big surprise um, for me, too, was the Seahawks coming out five. Now, I thought the Rams could win. I really did think that. Uh, I thought they had a really good shot at winning. Um, just because of the way that they've been playing lately, they're, they're really good. I mean, they were, what, 12-4 and four or, or something like that, 11-5. and five. They're a good football team, and I think people have forgotten just a little bit of, of how good um, – Sean McVay is with that offense. That was a big surprise for me. Another surprise, um, you could say surprise, was the Browns uh, over the Steelers. Now, the Steelers do a lot of talking. Their wide receiver room needs to shut up at this point. Um, they do a lot of talking. They're very um, confident in their uh, NFL skills, I suppose you could say. But that was my surprise, was the Browns over the Steelers, 48-37, to 37. I thought the Steelers were going to win. I really did. I believe they were, yeah, they were one of my locks of the weekend. I thought they were going to win. You know, they had been down lately. Um, but you got to remember, I, I just went back to, they were an 11-0 ball club at one point. But that didn't really matter on on uh, Sunday as uh, the uh, the Browns curb stomped the Steelers. It was 48-37. I don't think it was really that close. The Browns were up, what, 28 to nothing at one point. So, that was a big su surprise by me was to see the Browns get their first playoff win since, you know, a very, very long time. Yeah, I, I think I was shocked too, but not only the week before when the Steelers played with backups, they only lost by two. And then you put in Ben Roethlisberger and you bring in most of their starters back, and then they just come out and look like the shit show that they showed on Sunday, and it was just kind of shocking. The Browns were without their head coach who was sitting in the basement of his home because of COVID testing and whatnot. And it was just like, I don't, I don't understand how the Steelers team just fell apart. Like they did the, from the week before with your backups playing to where you have everybody back and then you just lose by 11. It should have been more to the Browns, but the Browns kind of let off at the end, but yeah, they just completely looked terrible this past week. Yeah. Um, I thought, you know, especially with the Browns missing the head coach that it would play a factor. It didn't. And the Browns look good, and, and, and I think their matchup with the Chiefs on Sunday is going to be very good as well. That, that was a big surprise for me coming out of the weekend, Sam. Um, we had a lot of uh, conversation this weekend you know, over text and Snapchat and whatnot uh, about the Colts obviously falling to the Bills by four – or by three, rather, um, and they really should have won the game. They left six points out there uh, throughout the contest with missed field goals going for it on fourth down and, and going for two-point conversion when it really wasn't that necessary. Um, your reaction to the Colts this weekend, you said from the beginning of the year that they were a wild-card exit. You, you, uh, you were right there, but uh, you had to be disappointed in the way that they played on Sunday or Saturday, I mean rather. 
I mean, I said it because it's true. I thought Philip Rivers wasn't a playoff t- a quarterback, and that just the, on Sunday it proved why. Also, not to mention the play calling once again just wasn't there. Whether he should have gone for it on fourth and goal or not, potentially yes or no, it 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 like it just didn't work out like we wanted to. It's been a season of just bad play callings, a tale of two halves a tale of inconsistency throughout the game. And it clearly showed the Colts clearly should have won that game. They had the game under control. Philip Rivers was actually looking decent for once and they just couldn't step up when they needed to. And it's just, it's just another disappointing game in which we clearly could have won. But again, just comes down to play calling and we just, we just didn't deliver. Is Philip Rivers looking for a job or going into retirement next season? I, I hope so. I, I really hope so. I, I feel like we should either go with Eason or get a free agent quarterback because I've said it from the beginning. I don't think that Philip Rivers is a guy to win you playoff games. Yeah, I, I agree with you there. I was a Philip Rivers, you know, kind of supporter. Let's see what he can do for us kind of guy. But, you know, after watching this season, there was a couple of games where he just looked terrible. Um but uh, honestly, in, in that wildcard game, you can't blame Phillip Rivers for that because he played a near-perfect game. The play calling, though, was very suspect. I, this has been a pet peeve of mine all season. Quit bringing Jacoby Brissett into the game. That drives, that drives me nuts all season. I get it he's good at the quarterback sneak, and in some instances, yes. But quit bringing him into the game. You're trying to get too cute with it. Just hand it off to Jonathan Taylor. That, that, that just bugged me uh, on Saturday when I was watching the game. Quit bringing Jacoby. He is a backup quarterback for a reason. I don't think there's any reason to bring him in there. Um, that just kind of bugged me on Saturday. It works, but it just, it's just annoying. Yeah, I agree. Anyways, we'll see, we'll see what, the, what the Colts do at the quarterback situation. I like Eason, but is he ready yet? I don't, I don't think so. I think the Colts I, – I, I said this a couple of weeks ago, not on the podcast, but I said it a few weeks ago. The Colts should sell out for Deshaun Watson. They're not going to trade him to a d- division rival. You don't know. what you, The Texans have done crazy – But that's with Bill O'Brien. This isn't the Bill O'Brien era. I know, but, okay, I, I would say – I would say go to the Texans who say you're ne- our next three first-rounders, you can have them. You can have Eason. And you can have a fourth round pick or something and, and, and say, you know, deal or no deal. I, I, Watson, think they would, I just I love the way he plays. I, well, I, I don't think, think you, they'll do it. I, I think you have a better shot at getting Matthew Stafford and Matt Ryan. And, and you would have to, yeah. you would pay significantly less. Matt Ryan is another option that would be good as well because the Colts have the receiving core that, that Ryan, you know, is kind of used to down there in Atlanta. Uh, Carson Wentz is kind of the front runner too. I'm not sure how I feel about Wentz. I think, you know, with the right system and, and uh, Frank Reich did coach him there for a while. Um, but we'll see what the quarter- Colts do at quarterback. Bottom line is let's not let it be Philip Rivers in week one next year. I agree. All right, Sam. Um, we, we hinted to it earlier. The single um, we're going to talk to talk about it now, the single best coaching open uh, coaching spot open in the league right now. There's six of them. Sam, um, if you and, – and some of them are kind of pretty much full. They're just kind of waiting uh, for the paperwork to be signed. If you were an NFL coach um, or former coordinator looking for a job, which, which one of these jobs are you taking? Eagles, Texans, Jags, Lions, Jets, or Falcons in these uh, head coaching openings? 
Honestly, I'm going with the number one overall pick, and that's Jags. For one, you basically have a lock on Trevor Lawrence. I think with the, unless the world comes to an end, the Jags are picking Trevor Lawrence. Number two, you have one of my favorite running backs in James Robinson, who had just over a thousand yards when he was an undrafted rookie last season you all you really need to do is build that defense and you already have a piece with uh josh allen or josh on the defensive end not the quarterback you already have miles jack so you've got pieces there you've got a a nice uh wide receiver core and conley and shark and whatnot so you've got pieces to build you just now that you have your quarterback of the future in trevor lawrence essentially i'm gonna say he's the lock to be the Jaguars quarterback all you have to do is build up that defense and I I I don't think it's that hard to do it the Jags have proven that they can um have a solid defense of the past I I I would like to be the Jaguars head coach yeah and it's you know it's a it's an organization with an opportunity for significant growth I mean you have a good owner and a general manager uh there that that will get the job done and and get you what what you want in there as well I would uh second uh, for me, I would say either the Falcons or the Texans. Um, the Texans, and that is with the Texans having Deshaun Watson. I don't know what they're going to do with Watson this season. It sounds like he wants out. Um, he wants out now. So the Texans with Deshaun Watson, I like that. And the Falcons, I like. Just because I like the owner uh, and general manager, Arthur Blank, I think he's a really good guy who who knows what it takes and, and is going to work with that head coach to get uh, to get them what he needs to win. So that's who that's who I'm going to say. I, I think the Falcons, you know, they're, they're a couple pieces away. I think, you know, maybe three or four uh, years down the road, um, they can kind of uh, be fully uh, completed in this rebuilding uh, process. I, I think I think the Falcons has a has a good shot. You got a really solid offense. This was a team just a few years ago was in the in the playoffs unfortunately had that 28 to three meltdown but this is definitely a team that can still do some things as long as you put the right pieces together I think they already have everything figured out on offense I think it's similar to the Jags and where where you just need to figure out the defensive side of things I think if you could do that you can really have a winning team and the Falcons and yeah uh, Texas with Deshaun Watson you've seen what he could do with absolutely nobody and can still power this team to five wins you give him another uh, DeAndre Hopkins type who knows he could get you back to nine nine ten wins with a couple pieces around him I I think I think both uh, teams wouldn't be bad to be a head coach for yeah it'll be fun to see where these uh, coaching openings go I know Urban Meyer has been thrown in um, as the lead candidate for the Jaguars position. Uh, Dan Quinn, I believe, is going to be the defensive coordinator in Dallas, um, former Falcons head coach. The coaching carousel will be fun to follow. we got six openings um, as of now, you know, to, to pay attention to. I don't think we'll, we'll see uh, any more openings unless, you know, we have a retiree coach or somebody who goes, you know, somewhere else. Who, who knows? We'll see what happens. Uh, with that now Sam we got some big matchups this weekend divisional round um, two games on Saturday two games on Sunday and these are going to be some really good games we'll start uh, with the Rams and the Packers the Rams obviously beating the Seahawks last week by 10 the Packers though got that first round by and are looking really really good they're a 13 and 3 team looking good trying to get revenge um, for last season obviously the 49ers um kind of ending their run in the playoffs. So I, I like the Packers a lot here. 
Um, I think they're a very good football team, especially after watching the Pat McAfee show, Aaron Rodgers Tuesdays. He kind of gets me fired up about the about this Packers team. Yeah, I, I, I think what I've noticed about the Packers is they're either really hot or they're really not. If they're really hot, they can be absolutely anybody. You saw that with the Titans game. You saw that with the the um, the 49ers game this season. But when they're not, they're not. You saw that with the Jaguars game. You saw that with them losing to the Vikings. You saw that with the the, the Lions game. It's just hot or not with this team. And I think this is this is a team that can either beat can beat anybody but can also lose to anybody. So I, I do like the Packers for the fact that I know that they can beat this Rams team, but it's just a matter of who shows up on Sunday. If that if it's the 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 team that showed up against the Jaguars or the Vikings, the Rams have a really good shot to win. But if they come out firing like they did against the Titans or the Bears, this team this team is going to dominate the Rams. And I think they will come out firing. I mean, having that week off uh, helps as well. So I like the Packers a lot. I think they win um, the Ravens Bills game. I think I think this you know is is the best. Um, AFC game of the weekend, the Ravens and the Bills, the Ravens beating the Titans, getting revenge um, and the Bills, you know, taking down the Colts. They're looking, you know, they're thinking Super Bowl contenders uh, uh, for a fact this season. So I don't know. This game is going to be close. I think it's, you know, pretty much pick your side and and go with it. Um, The Ravens obviously have the Lamar Jackson effect with the Bills defense, I think is really, really good as well. Yeah, I, I think the Bills showed last week against the Colts that they have weaknesses, and like we talked about, they probably should have lost that game. However, I still think Josh Allen is a really good quarterback. I think I think he's shown this season why you can believe in him. He's got more experience under his belt. I think the Ravens maybe can pull out a win, but I still really like the Bills. The Bills are just really like an attractive team to me to really make a run in this playoffs. I think I think the Bills can somehow sneak it, uh, sneak out a win, but I still think that they should be worried about almost losing to the Colts last week. Yeah, they should be uh, for sure. I think the Ravens. I think that I think the Ravens gain more momentum from um, the win against the Titans and maybe the Bills did against the Colts. I don't know how that all works, but. I think the Ravens are, are a team that has gained significant momentum um, throughout the season, and especially as of late. I mean, when you look at what they've done uh, here as of late, I think they've won like seven straight. Um, so, yeah, they, they won five straight to end the season and make it six straight with the win over the Titans, and that's huge. I mean, just getting on a roll is huge in the NFL, and they've done just that. Yeah, I, I think the Ravens have gotten hot at the right time. I think they're on a six-game win streak or whatever. They're definitely hot at the right time. However, I just don't know if I'm a big believer in this team. This team isn't doesn't strike me as a team who can do real damage in this playoffs. Lamar Jackson just got his first playoff win of the season last week. I just don't know if he can keep it going against a Bills team who, despite last week, has shown – proven to be why they're one of the top teams in the AFC. Yeah, I think it's going to be a very, very good matchup on on Saturday night. Sunday, Browns-Chiefs. Now, looking at this from a betting perspective, the Browns are 10-point underdogs, and I think that's way too many points. The Browns in this, I mean, coming off a big win against the Steelers is huge, a 10-11-point win against the Steelers. And the Chiefs, who are obviously very, very good, but I think there's – 
a lot of people that are way too high on this Chiefs team. I still think the Chiefs win, but I think it's a three-point game. I don't know. I th- I, I kind of disagree. I think the Browns played their Super Bowl uh, last week, and that's against the Steelers. They they put everything on the line. They really want to beat the Steelers team with the juju dancing and the Corvette Corvette and the this is the the Browns are the Browns thing. So I think the Chiefs can can really do some damage here. I think they they maybe even cover or if not at least win by a touchdown here because I think the Browns did everything they could to beat the Steelers last week in that that clearly showed and i think i think just coming in next week i don't think they're going to be as as psyched to play this chiefs team yeah but i still think there's some left in the tank there sam i mean it is after all the nfl playoffs and the chiefs are are coming out after a um you know a week off and i believe even you know they the starters had the week 17 off as well Hmm. or you know a majority of that game off so I don't know. I think the Browns are going to come out. I think they're going to smack them in the mouth early. I do. I still do think the Chiefs win because they're a significant team, and at the end of the day, the better team is going to win. But I think this is a three- or four-point game when it comes down to it um, just because I think the Browns will come out early, maybe get up 10 to nothing. The Chiefs will then come back, and it'll kind of be cat and mouse the rest of the way. Um, but I like this game to be really, really close on Sunday. I guess we'll see then. Time will tell. Time will tell. The last game. Now, we have a special preview for this game. Bucks and Saints, Brady versus Breeze, round three. Morgan Freeman has actually come up with a little promotion for this game. Um, this is if – so this is kind of a kind of a funny skit, and you'll see why. But if the game was to be played on the History Channel, because, you know, these two teams are, are – two quarterbacks are basically the oldest living humans ever, uh, this is what the uh, promotion would sound like for Morgan Freeman. On January 17th, 2021, the two oldest living human beings on planet Earth will battle for the opportunity to play in the NFC Championship, which will probably be in Green Bay against that nice young man, Aaron Rodgers. But for now, it's great grandpa Drew and the New Orleans Saints versus the Big Bang himself, Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Only on history. Well, thanks, Morgan Freeman, for that little promotion, Sam. Now, if that doesn't get you hyped up for this game, I don't know what will, Sam. I mean, that kind of put me to sleep more than anything with his with Morgan Freeman's voice. I don't know about hyped up. Yeah, I don't know. I think I think it'll be a good game, and uh, thanks to Frank Caliendo for putting that video out. Obviously, uh, a big comedian. Um, he does some great videos, but uh, I don't know. I think this game this game's going to be good. Maybe one for the for the ages, but it is kind of funny how you know in the NFL, Sam, people make you know these older quarterbacks to basically just be ancient um, when they're. I mean, what is is Breeze? You know, barely over forty, and Tom Brady's what forty five or something like that. Mm-hmm. They're not that, and you know, in reality, they're not that old. You know, and when they retire, they'll realize, you know, hey, I'm not, I'm actually not that old. I'm pretty young. But I think this game is going to be uh, the best game of the weekend. I, I do agree with you. I think the Bucks have something to play for here. They've really just gotten just smacked when they played the the Saints all season long. So I think they're they're really out to prove why that those two the, those two games were flukes. I think the Saints have everything to to lose in this game. They they're really coming off a game in which they just clearly dominated the Bears. But with the Buccaneers, a a divisional opponent, you've already played them twice. You've already shown why you should beat them. So. 
So I think it's I think it's a game which the Buccaneers have everything to gain and the Saints have everything to lose for. That's right. And, and the Saints, you know, are, are playing trying to get to that NFC championship game and not lose, you know, early on in the playoffs like they haven't known for in years past. But I think this Saints team is different, Sam. I'm really excited for it. Obviously, Michael Thomas, Alvin Kamara, they're going to be at full strength, and their defense is really, really good. I mean, uh, the, what they did against the Bears I thought was really good. It was the final score in that game was really 21 to three. You know, it really was. It was not 21 to nine, you know, scoring on the last play of the game from Jimmy Graham, whatever. I, I, I don't know. It's hard to beat a team three times in the same season. It's really hard to do that. Um, and so I think the Saints will definitely have their hands full come Sunday night. I, I definitely agree. I think the Buccaneers are going to come ready. I think they'll they'll play a lot closer to the Saints than they have in the past. But I I definitely like the Saints. It's going to be a it's going to be a challenge. Like I said, they have everything to lose for. But I I do like the Saints in this game. And it's the first ever meeting between Breeze and Brady in the playoffs. Yeah. So there's some there's some value there too. Um, you know, and, and this time they're playing. You know, you'd think if you if I told you that last year, it'd be Obviously, they're they're playing in the Super Bowl um, together or against each other, but uh, this this year it's you know they're both in the NFC, so it'll be exciting. Uh, I think it's going to be an electric game. I think both offenses are going to come out and shine, but I think it's going to come down to you know can uh, the defense on either side make a stop here or, or a few stops, maybe get a turnover uh, or something like that. I think those are the differences in these types of games. Yeah, I, I think the turnover margin is definitely going to play a big factor in this game. We saw Tom Brady make a, a lot of mistakes in the against the Saints in the second matchup that they played in, and that's why the Saints clearly dominated that game. If Tom Brady can control his turnovers against the Saints, I think they have a really good shot at winning. But I think the Saints team, unlike in years past, is a different different animal, and I think I think they can prove why that they're 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 definitely at least conference championship material. All right, Sam, let's get to our locks of the week. Now, you're 19 and 15, doing pretty good. I've fallen back to 500 at 17 and 17, Sam. I don't know. Are you feeling uh, feeling more confident this week in your picks uh, than you did on Wild Card Weekend or less confident? Uh, I'm feeling the same amount. I'm not going to be too boastful about it. It's 19 and 15. It is what it is. I'm feeling pretty good, but I'm I'm just going to ride it out until I get that uh, nice little uh, potential victory in the end. So, Hopefully, hopefully these teams can do it. Uh, yeah, that, that's that's about it. We never discussed what what does the the loser have to get the winner. I, I, don't know I, I, I think it's just bragging rights, really. I, okay, I'm good with that because I it looks like I'm going to lose, so I am perfectly fine with that, Sam. No, but I just felt like if we if we were to do something, we should have done something at the beginning of the season just to yeah, keep laid, it laid it all out on the line. There you exactly. Go. Like I I just feel like it'd be a douchey move to be like, yeah, you owe me twenty bucks now. Like, well, I don't know about that, Sam. I'm not rich now. Come on. No, I'm just, I'm just saying as an example. <laughs> All right, Sam, who you who you lock it in for this divisional weekend? Uh, I'm taking Saints minus three at Bucks. Uh, they they've shown why that they can handle business against the Bucks. I I am a little bit scared that the the Saints have everything to kind of lose in this game, but I think they can at least cover that three. I'm not saying it'll be a blowout like the 38 to three victory they had last time. But I think I at least like them at least uh, getting a uh, touchdown win against the Bucks. I hope so, Sam. I hope so. Um, I, I'm kind of rooting for the Saints this season. I think it's going to be a good matchup. Um, 
And yeah, you like you mentioned, they've proven how they can beat the Bucks. Now the Bucks obviously are not going to be the same team that they were when they played a long time ago. But um, you know, I think the Saints have that edge, and it is in the Superdome uh, there in New Orleans. For me, my first lock, I'm going to take the Packers minus. Uh, give their, uh, I'll lay the touchdown with them against the Rams. I think they're going to come out guns ablazing at Lambeau. Um, I like the Packers. Just it's just simple. I like them to win by a touchdown, if not more, uh, this weekend against the Rams. Yeah, that's that, that's certainly a risky one. Six and a half is a lot of points to give. I think this Rams team is kind of sneaky good if Jared Goff can regain kind of full function of his entire hand. I think this is a Rams team who could do a lot of damage. They showed why against the, the Seahawks. They have, an, I think, the number one uh, rated defense in the league for a reason. This Rams team is kind of sneaky good. If the Packers are really good, they can definitely cover that six and a half. But like I said, if it's a Jaguars game, I'd be, I'd be I'd be a little bit concerned. Yeah, um, I I agree with you there. It's a lot of points, but I I think the Packers can get done at the end of the day. Okay. And and for my uh, second pick, I decided to go Bills minus two and a half with the Ravens. I I like the Bills team. I know that they they showed their weaknesses last week, but I think every good team needs a kind of a shaky – uh, uh, shaky win slash loss each week to kind of figure out what they're doing wrong to uh, help their team improve even more. I think that's what last week against the Colts was. I think they bounced back with a, a at least a three-point victory against the Ravens. Yeah. Um, I think the Bills are good, but I, I think the Ravens win this game, Sam. I do. Okay. I, hate to, I hate to burst your bubble there. Probably wrong. Um, but the Ravens just have, have all the momentum. Um, it's, you know, it, it, they just have all the momentum currently, um, the bills. Yeah. They have, a, they have a little momentum, but I think the Ravens have, have, you know, they, they beat their, I think the, the Ravens of the Titans is a new rival in the NFL. I'll just go ahead and say it. Yeah. They beat their rival, um, which they, uh, lost to, right. They lost to early in the season. So I think the Ravens just win this game. Hey, they, they could. Yeah, that's for sure. We'll see. Um, for me, my last pick, I'm going to go Browns plus seven and a half at Chiefs. You know, seven was uh, a lot of points to give for the Packers, but 10 is way too many to lay with the Chiefs. I'm going to go Browns. I think it's going to be back and forth. Game. The last time these two quarterbacks played, you know what the final score was, Sam? Uh, it was like 55 to 48. It was by a touchdown. Uh, it was 66 to 59. Not yep. bad for a basketball score. That was the football score when they – when Mayfield was at Oklahoma and Pat Mahomes was at Texas Tech. So expected to be a high-scoring game, but expected to be really close. I'm thinking like 42-35. Yeah, I could definitely see that. With this Chiefs team, they're really good, but they kept a lot of games close. I think 10, like you said, is a little bit too much. This Chiefs team has the firepower to uh, cover that 10-point uh, 10 uh, spread on the offensive side of things. But I just don't know if they do it. I think, uh, like I said, they they keep a lot of – they've kept a lot of games close this season. So, yeah, I, I like that pick. Yeah, uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. I think Mayfield is ready to show who he really is in the NFL too and potentially take down take down the Chiefs who are thought of to, to repeat this um, – the repeat the Super Bowl this season. But we'll see. He, they certainly could play in Corvette, Corvette in their locker room. We'll see what happens. Sam, thanks for – uh, recording with me as always, and hopefully we get to see each other next week at some point up at Ball State. Yes, yeah, sounds good. All right, Sam, we'll talk to you later, and uh, have a good uh, NFL Divisional Round weekend. See you. That's Sam Dolan. I'm Grant Kobe. Don't forget, Straight Up Sports Talk on Twitter. 
That's where you can find all the latest episodes um, and just some more good content there as well. Thanks for tuning in and we'll talk to you next time.